This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. Leaves in Autumn by Susan Casanova. If my life were to be played out as a film or, or some sort of drama, then I think the opening scene would probably be based on this Wednesday afternoon just gone. It's remarkable, really. I mean, I'm 62 years old, and I can honestly say that nothing particularly sensational or, or interesting enough to warrant retelling in any way has ever happened to me up until now. Oh, though I did once dine with the Duchess of Kent. Oh, and there was the day back in 1982 when Frankie Howard came to open a housing estate near us, and I had my picture taken with him. Well, not especially impressive to most, I'm sure, but memorable for me, as I was a huge Frankie fan. Well, it happened the day before yesterday. I hadn't clapped eyes on him for 43 years, but I recognised him immediately. Iris? Iris? It is you? Yes. Oh, oh no, no, it, it can't be. Uh, <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yes, it's me, Iris. Jerry White. Oh, oh gosh, Jerry. What a... I, what are you doing here? Well, I had to pay my last respects. Mr Barnett was my football coach when I played for the under-16. Yes, but I mean, what are you doing back in the country? I... I assume you haven't come all the way from Australia just for the funeral. Oh, no. Uh, No, I think it's fair to say that um, my life's in a bit of upheaval at the moment. All I do know, really, is that I'm not going back to Australia. You see, Caroline passed away in December. Oh, I am sorry. I didn't know. No. Poor Caroline. She was very poorly for just under a year, and in the end we felt it was best for her to fly back to England and spend the last few months of her life near Eric. Oh, that's our son. Well, Caroline's son. Oh, you mean the boy that was born... Yes, just before we went to Australia, yes. (laughs) You say boy, of course he's 42 now. Oh, yes, he would be. He's married with children of his own. (laughs) What about you? I heard you got married. Yes, But he's dead now. Oh, Iris. It it was a while back. Iris, if you'd like to go to... Sorry, (laughs) you first. Well, I hope you don't think me being impulsive in any way asking this, but I'd love to catch up with you properly sometime. Do you by any chance have an evening free this week? A date. A date with Jerry White. Oh, of course, it's not actually our first date. Oh, gosh. Are you hurt? Excuse me, young man. Huh? Hey, I think I'm all right. Just hurt my... Oh! Hey! Oh, there's some blood there. Let me help you. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. <laughs> uh, that's got the worst of it. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. Don't mention it. 
How come you're in the wars, then? Oh, you know, me and the lads were celebrating. These things happen. You've come from the pub, haven't you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Today's history. I mean, how often do we get to celebrate England winning the World Cup? Oh, I know. It was incredible. I've never actually watched a football match before this afternoon. It was quite special, though. Even I have to admit. <laughs> never seen a footy match? You're going to have to let me take you along sometime, see one properly in the flesh. It's much better than on television. <laughs> what are you on about? We don't know each other. Well, not yet. I'm Iris, by the way. Jerry. Jerry White. My first love. My whirlwind romance. The beautiful 18-year-old boy I fell head over heels in love with. He's back in the country. And the woman whose unfortunate predicament became the instrument of our parting is no longer with us. And neither is my Richard. Maybe this is what my mother was talking about, that her vicar had said, God's timing, it's never wrong. <laughs> and I don't even believe in God. Well, if it is just a coincidence, it's a glorious one. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to see you with your heart broken. You've got enough on your plate as it is. Well, I You've got really... to worry about for a start. And, you know, I don't think you should still be working at your age. Oh, Mum, it's two days a week. Well, you need to think about your priorities, though. I do. Now, you can't be suggesting that I neglect you. Oh, no. You're a good daughter and I'm lucky to have you. No, no, it's only you I'm thinking of. These men, they can be dishonest... They lead you up the garden path, promising you the earth, and then they deliver nothing. Thank you, Mother. I know there's always that risk, but it's still very early days, <coughs> with Jerry anyway. <coughs> oh, God, his throat. On the mend, though, isn't it? Hardly. You did remember to tell everyone that I'm not up to visitors yet. Yes. You haven't had any, have you? No, but Fred Taylor tried ringing Tuesday morning... And after I just got off to sleep... So you said you could disconnect the phone? Oh, Iris, how could I be without the phone? It's my lifeline here. Yes, but it's not your only lifeline, though, is it? You've always got the warden's bell. Anyway, what I was saying was that you could plug the phone back in whenever you wanted to make a call. We've been through this, Iris. You know I can't be bothering with all that. No. Well, I must be off now. I'll bring you the news tomorrow, about tonight. Tell that Fred Taylor to stop ringing me, will you? Yeah, but he only phoned once, and that was days ago. Please, Aris. Of course, I'll tell him. Not too noisy in here for you, is it? No, really, Jerry, it's fine. <laughs> I always seem to find myself in these kinds of places. But, do you know, if I'm completely honest... I'd much rather be out there communing with nature. So would I. I thought as much. Do you like wildlife by any chance? Wildlife? I love it. Wildflowers, they're my real passion. <laughs> I've got a funny feeling you and I are going to get on ever so well. Tell you what, do you want to head out? Into the park? The moon's up, there'll be some light. All right, then. <laughs> 
I could lie like this for hours. Must have been here over an hour. Mm. Actually, I've got a little confession to make. I wasn't completely guessing in the dark about you being fond of nature. I saw you gathering flowers by Lansdowne Wood last week. <laughs> oh. But you didn't say anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> you seemed so wrapped up in what you were doing, I didn't want to disturb you. Do you press the flowers? Sometimes, yes. I know what it's like to feel completely at one with nature. My friends pick on me a bit, but I don't care. So, Caroline's definitely not your girlfriend anymore? No. I think I can safely say it's all over now. I'm fairly certain she's found somebody else. Well, if you're sure. <laughs> I am. Perfectly. Oh, Mum, it was wonderful. Oh, he confessed that our meeting at the funeral wasn't entirely coincidental after all. He'd been hoping to bump into me for a while. <laughs> we were reminiscing about our first date back in 66 when we ended up going outside to lie down in the park. Oh, please, <laughs> tell me you've not been lying down in any parks. You're an old age pensioner, for heaven's sake. Well, no, we didn't actually lie down this time, but we did go for a walk in the park where you we met and... expect it to be the same now as it was then, because it won't be. Simple as that. You were young before. You're both in your 60s now. Oh, but it does feel the same in lots of ways. I was perfectly at ease with him, and he was so honest with me. You can't imagine how stifled his life has been. All his own fault, then. His wife was pregnant when they married. Yes, but it wasn't his child. And you believe that? Of course I do. Well, if anything, it's worse. Please don't say that, Mum. It broke both our hearts when he did the chivalrous thing and married Caroline. His decision? Well, it was the only thing he could do. Because that new boyfriend of hers had gone and got her pregnant, then dumped her... Well, you know how it all came about. It was just because Jerry had courted her beforehand, he felt it was his duty to stand by her. Nobody else was going to. Well, all I'm saying is, think. He's done it before. You really want to go bulldozing your way to this, only to be made a complete fool of again. Mum, surely you understand that those were, well, exceptional circumstances back then. It wasn't his choice. He loved Britain. He only agreed to go to Australia because Caroline insisted on a completely fresh start. At the time, he tried to convince himself it was a good thing. He hoped it might have helped him to forget me, being so far away. But he was desperately homesick for years. Well, it's your life. Mum, this really is the best thing that's happened to me in decades. Oh, look! Look at that woman! Reason as you like. Mrs Enfield? I spoke to her on my way in. Bet you didn't ask how I was, though. Well, no. But the last time I saw her... Well, there you go, you see. That's what I have to put up with here. Neighbours, and she doesn't even care if I'm better or not. Well, she's probably seen you sitting out in the garden and assumed... Well, she shouldn't assume. How does sitting in the garden mean that a chest infection is better? I did speak to her last Friday, and she asked how you were then, and I told her you were on the mend. Well, where's the difficulty in picking up the phone? 
Or calling round. But you said you didn't want visitors. Or phone calls when you had your cold. You were angry when Fred Taylor... I wasn't angry. I was upset. Because he phoned just as I got off to sleep. After that terrible night I had. Made me jump out of my skin. Well, yes, but he wasn't to know that, was he? Iris, can you drop it, please? I haven't got the voice to argue. I, I, I look all right, do I? You look beautiful, as always. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm fussing, but it's just... It, it's a big thing for me. I know he's Caroline's son, not it's yours. Iris, but... Eric will love you. Oh, that's very sweet of you, but you can't be certain of that. You'll get on like a house on fire. You do with everyone. Jerry, do you find this as weird as I do? What? You and me... It feels as though we've been together decades. Sometimes, well, sometimes I actually forget that we haven't. I believe in destiny, Iris. I did back then, and I still do now. Oh, this is it. Oh, how long has he lived here? Oh, it must be about six years in this house. Uh, though he's been in Bristol ever since he came here to university back in... Don't bother, you irresponsible swine! And you can pack up the rest of my stuff and send it on! I'll need it by tomorrow at the latest. Sarah, dear? Not now, Jerry. Oh, my word. So he'd been cheating on her. For how long? Three months, he admitted to. You could probably double that for starters. Oh, it was horribly awkward. Arriving the very moment his wife walked out on him. Hardly the most auspicious of beginnings. Where are their children now? With Sarah, Eric's wife. They, they never had any children of their own, then? Him and that Caroline woman? No. That's odd. Well, I don't think so. I never had children, did I? Oh, Iris, can you do me a favour? Can you do the washing up, please? Mother, surely you can see that's what I'm doing. What? I'm doing the washing up. Oh, well done, Iris. <laughs> just no way I could stand there and do that now. Not after all I've done today. And this foot's always worse in the evening. I know. That's why I'm doing it. Please don't shout, Iris. You alarm me. God, all I did was ask you to do the washing up. Oh, I saw Mrs Enfield on my way in. Oh, don't talk to me about that wretched woman. No, but they've had some excellent news about that grandson, Tony. He's got into Cambridge. He's a homosexual, though. Well, yes, but he's got into Cambridge. I think it's wonderful news. Must be such a letdown for them. All that talent going to waste. Well, I don't think they see it that way. Now, can I make you a cup of tea, Mum? What? Do you want some tea? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, did you remember to bring those biscuits? My stomach's been horrendous today. Yes, I got everything you asked for. The crisp breads with the sesame seeds. Why do you need to listen to the weather? Well, I, I need to know if I'm actually going to be able to sit outside tomorrow. I'm having terrible nights with the sleeping still. You could always sit in the conservatory. Iris, we've had this conversation before. I shouldn't be living here at all, should I? Oh, Mother, please don't start that again. Well, I wouldn't have to if you just see sense. What's the point of you rattling around in that house of yours while you're paying out for me to waste away here is stupid? Mum, I don't mind paying for you to live here. 
It gives me peace of mind to know that you got a proper place of your own and with all the benefits of a retirement community. That's it. Chuck her in the bin. She'll be gone soon. You've got your own gorgeous bungalow here with a lovely garden. With a woman skulking about out there who doesn't even acknowledge my existence or care if I'm alive or dead. You only had a cold. And she did ask after you anyway. Uh, Look, Mrs Enfield has many problems of her own. Perhaps she feels saddened by the fact that you never ask about her. Please, can you stop that? Stop what? I'm only pointing out the strength for this, Iris, please. Look at me. I'm 83 years old. You are my only offspring. I haven't even got any grandchildren, thanks to your selfish decision to remain childless. Well, before long, there'll be no alternative. You are going to have to take me into your home. Now, if that's an inconvenience to you, I'm sorry. Never wanted to be a burden, I'm sure. But the bottom line is that sooner or later you are going to have to face up to reality. You must realise it's not as simple as that. Well, why isn't it? What exactly is so complicated about a mother asking her only daughter to look after her? It's Jerry. He's moving in with me next week. I can't believe I'm hearing this. Well, you are hearing it, Mother. He is coming to live with me. This is how you choose to tell me that you are marrying a man you've only known for five minutes. A man your own mother hasn't even met. But you met him 43 years ago. And so did Dad. He thought Jerry was great. And we don't have any immediate plans to get married anyway. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. The only reason I haven't brought him to see you now is because you said you didn't want him here. Oh, but... Mum... It may seem like we're rushing into this, but you have to understand that we're not. It's the easiest decision I've ever made in my life. We loved each other back then, and we still love each other now. Iris, I'm disappointed in you. Why? Because I've found happiness. Is that what you call it? Try and think straight for a minute, girl. His son is a philanderer. And Jerry feels awful about that. He spent weeks trying to console poor Sarah. And, oh, why am I defending... Eric's not even his real son anyway. I'd like you to leave now, please. Mum, I trust you will have a think about what I've said. Are you determined to make my life a misery? You are not going to live with that man, and that's final. Now, will you leave me, please? This shouldn't be happening. I'll try my best to talk around, I swear. And if you can't? Oh, Iris. I'm afraid I might just have to go back to her. No! No, please don't. I'll do what I can. I promise you, I really don't want to do this, Iris, but if she's got no other way out... Then you'll have to do the right thing. I understand, Jerry. I can't bear it. It hurts me more than anything ever has. But I know that you're a good man. That's the most important thing, isn't it? I'm so sorry, my love. No, no, please! I'm sorry, Iris. I'm so sorry. He wrote to me once after that. One final letter explaining what had happened with Caroline... 
and that he was off to Australia as soon as the baby was born. I don't think I ever realised just how big an effect it had had on me. Not until I met up with him again. I just assumed that most people simply didn't end up with the one. I've noticed it with a good few friends of mine. They met men whom they adored, but for one reason or another they couldn't be with them. Not in the long run, anyway. And these men were two-timing cheats, already married or just not the marrying kind. But mine had to go off and stand by a girl who'd been wronged by one of these womanizers. So, one by one, we all settled for second best. Oh, God. I, I don't think I can bear to lose him again. <laughs> Ah, Mrs. Harris. Lovely to see you up and about. I take it you are fully recovered. Oh, well, I'd hardly say fully, Vicar. Not with all my problems. No, I washed out. Completely washed out. But the throat is better. Better than it was. You know, I'm glad I've seen you, because I was actually wondering if we might have a little chat. What about? Shall we sit down? I spoke to your daughter on Thursday. Oh, please. Tell me you haven't been listening to her. Well, I'm afraid to say that I'm worried about her. She's in rather a bad state over this disagreement between the two of you. Which is entirely of her own making. I'm sorry, Vicar, but this is a family matter. It doesn't concern you. I'm afraid it does concern me when one of my parishioners isn't speaking to her daughter. OK, let's say that you're right, completely right... Iris is entirely in the wrong while you are blameless in this. Wasn't Jesus' most important message that we should forgive? Oh, this is a completely different situation. How can it be? In God's eyes, sin is sin. Forgiveness is forgiveness. It's pointless having this conversation, Vicar. Iris and her fancy man aren't even churchgoers. I don't believe that precludes them from absolution. When I married my husband, Vicar, I was pure. He was the only man I ever so much as looked at in that way. And when we stood at that altar and said, Till death us do part, we meant it. And it was death that parted us. That's admirable. But can you recognise that there must have been an element of destiny in that? Whether you call it luck or fate or God's blessing is up to you. But some people just aren't that fortunate. Well, it's got nothing to do with luck. It's about sticking with it. It's about gritting your teeth and putting up with it. We all did in my day. Don't tell me that's luck. But Iris and her gentleman friend are both widowed. Neither of them has walked out on a marriage. Have to admit that his past is highly dubious, Vicar. Marrying some woman who was pregnant out of wedlock. You're not telling me that's normal. I'm just trying to see both sides of the story. So what lies has she spun to you, then? It's obvious that she hasn't told you the truth. And what, in your view, is the truth? It's not my view, it's the fact that my own daughter, in the teeth of my express disapproval, wants to turn her back on me when she carries on a living relationship with this ghastly man. You know his son is a philanderer. I, I, I'm not sure I see how that's relevant. Not relevant, it's disgusting. And who's to say that this man's not going to do the same to Iris? 
Go off with somebody else. Like father, like son. But I thought Jerry wasn't his real father. So if that statement is true, the son is like his natural father. The one who left Jerry's wife holding the baby. And Jerry's given his whole life to look after that boy, hasn't he? Can't you see what a sacrifice that must have been? Oh, I'm not staying to listen to this, if you're going to take that tone. I wasn't aware that my tone was in any way offensive. Can't even go into my local church for a moment's quiet prayer. Oh, that's not true. I am going to have a serious rethink now as to whether or not I can continue to attend this church on Sundays. Mrs. Harris, please. I expect an apology. You may call round if you wish. Uh, not too early, though. I, I suffer terribly now in the mornings. What do you want, then? I've come to apologise. It's... it's my fault. I've indulged you too much, haven't I? Oh, poor old Dad. He just put up with it most of the time. And that was when he had his hearing aid in. The rest of the time he didn't even notice. But since he's been gone, I've just let you get away with it year after year, bitching about people, treating me like vermin. Hardly anyone speaks to you around here. It's only me and the churchgoers. And do you want to know what Mrs Enfield's grandson called you? The saga lout. No, I see it now. It's all been my fault. I've made you into what you are, so now I'm going to have to suffer the consequences. Is that your way of telling me you've finally seen sense? I'm not sure how to answer that, Mother. Oh, you know exactly what I mean. Don't be stupid. So now I've apologised. I must say goodbye. What? You have forced me to choose between my mother and the man I love. You're not serious. You're never choosing that awful man. He is not awful. But since you've made me choose, yes, I choose him. You ungrateful child. Goodbye, Mother. And what about me? You're just going to chuck me out, are you? I'm 83 years old. What's going to happen to this place? I can't afford to... It's all sorted, Mother. You can carry on living here. Well, where are you going to live? You can't stop me from seeing my own daughter. You tried to stop me seeing my fiancé. Oh, yes. We are getting married, you know, Jerry and I. So, it's all over then. Goodbye. You have absolutely no reason to feel guilty. None at all. I keep telling her. It doesn't stop me feeling it, though. Iris, you did all you could by that woman for years. True. Are you still keeping your diary? That often helps people get through these sorts of trials. No, I haven't written in it for a while. Maybe you should. Come on, it's your wedding day tomorrow. <laughs> yes. It was kind of you to squeeze us in at such short notice, Vicar. Iris, it is not your fault that she won't be there. No, I know. I'm sorry. Has Eric got here yet? Yes, they arrived just before I left. They? So he brought Sarah then? Yes, and the children. Oh, this is my son, Vicar. It seems that he and his wife are going to make a go of it again. Oh, that is good news. Yes, it's been a big worry for me. Oh, he's being modest. It's Jerry's sensible advice and mediating that's helped bring them back together. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I wish you joy. 
It's going to be a good turnout, I'm sure. I think most of the parishioners are coming to wish you well. Oh, that's nice of them. Yes, it is. Well, I'll see you on the morrow, then. Mrs. Harris? Who are you? Uh, my name is Jerry White. <gasps> you may remember me. Uh, it's been a long time. Whatever are you doing in my conservatory? Get out! Uh, oh, forgive me. Um, I have no wish to intrude. Well, you are intruding. I was just about to watch the news. Uh, Mrs. Harris, I promise not to tire you or to make any demands. I just want to ask you one very simple question. I'm sure you know the situation between myself and your daughter... We fell in love when we were 18 years old, but circumstances forced us to part. Something that has caused us both a lot of grief and heartache over these long years. But we found each other again. <laughs> That's a joke. You hunted her down and stalked her book, like. But now you have asked Iris to choose between you and me. I've done no such thing. As if I would ask that of my own daughter. Then... We have your blessing? You most certainly do not. Oh, you've got some cheek coming here. Your son, the philanderer. And then you expect me to give my blessing to a couple of OAPs living in sin. But we're getting married tomorrow. Oh, well, that makes it all right, does it? Mrs Harris, you are a Christian, are you not? I do not wish to discuss my faith with you. But you attend church, so I'll take it as read that you are. Didn't Jesus say, love thy neighbour? I think you'll find that he also said, honour thy father and mother. Mm. I may not have been a practising Christian for over 40 years, but I do seem to remember that Jesus didn't say that. It was one of the Ten Commandments. And wasn't it St Paul who said, one day a man shall leave his father and mother and be made one with his wife? Oh, I'm too weak for this. Ah, Iris mentioned you did that. Do what, exactly? Well, you start an argument, then just when you've lost, you turn around and say that you haven't the strength to argue. I never started any argument. I didn't ask you to come here. Madam, by your own volition, you are standing in the way of my fiancé's potential happiness. This is too much. Get out! You are trespassing on my property. Your property, which Iris pays for. She only pays for it to get me out of her hair so she can go off gallivanting with you. No. No, I'm sorry, but that's terribly unfair. Even in spite of all this hostility, Iris is still paying for you to live here. You know full well that she remortgaged her own house just so she could afford it in the first place. Now that's a big sacrifice. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh. I, I, I can't. I, I, I can't breathe. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I don't rise to that sort of bait. Will you please get out of my conservatory? Once you give Iris and me your blessing. I have never stood in my daughter's way in my life. Until now. Whether you approve or not, Iris and I are getting married tomorrow at St Peter's Church. I suppose it doesn't really matter what you think of me, but I'm begging you. If Look on bended knee. If there is any compassion in you, will you please, please come to the wedding? Alice's heart is breaking in too, thinking that you won't. Well, don't you think she's suffered enough? The poor thing's about to commit herself to me for life for a start, and that can't be a pleasant prospect. 
Uh, was that um, a smile? Look, Iris has no idea I've come here today. She need never know. Do you remember your wedding day? Your parents were there, weren't they? Please, Mrs. Harris, for your own sake, if not for hers, can you imagine what people around here will say? She never even went to her own daughter's wedding. Gossip. Well, it's not nice when it's about you, you know. This may well be your last chance to make it up with her. Your last chance? Just think about it. Hmm? Congratulations! That was a lovely service. <laughs> thank you. Well done, both of you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Is it too much to ask for a kiss for the cameras? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go on, then. Are you looking for someone? Uh, no, I was just... Oh! <laughs> Look who's here. Oh, my God! Mother! Oh, were you in the church? Well, of course I was. Where else would I have been? Oh, Mum, I've been beside myself with worry. I didn't think you'd come. I was terrified we'd never speak to each other again. <laughs> it's wonderful to see you here, Mrs Harris. Oh, if you'll excuse me, I must catch Mrs Barnett. I can hardly believe this. Honestly, it means the world to me. Do you think we can start again now? I don't see why not. So, is the philanderer here? Please don't call him that. His name is Eric and he's here with his wife and children. Oh, I like that. They're back together again now. Well, you know what I think. Yes. Well, come on. <laughs> A leopard doesn't change its spots, does it? I thought you believed in forgiveness. Can we talk about this another time, please? Whatever was I thinking. A leopard doesn't change its spots, does it? What do you mean by that? Oh, nothing. Oh, look, there's Mrs Enfield. Now, why don't you go and congratulate her about her grandson? She's been ill as well. Ask her how she is. Ill? But she's a beast. If she is ill, she's only brought it on by... Oh, all right. If it makes you happy, I will go and I will speak to Mrs Enfield. Mrs Enfield? Iris told me that Tony was successful in getting into Cambridge. Wonderful news. You must be thrilled. It's been quite a while since I wrote in here. All you need to know is that I am married now and happier than I ever thought it possible to be. And the collection of leaves and flowers on the preceding pages were collected by me on the very day I met a certain 18-year-old boy who swept me off my feet. <laughs> I honestly thought I'd thrown them away, but I found them in an old book I hadn't opened in years all labelled properly with the date. Yes, the 30th of July, 1966, was a historic day. In more ways than one. Iris! 
The match is starting. I'll be there in a minute. And do you want to know the strangest thing of all? After months of pretending for his sake, I find that I really do like football now. Come on, Iris. They're about to kick off. Yes, so does my mother. Yes, Jerry won her over in the end. She's very much a changed person, thanks to him. Well, she just needed to get to know him, really. And the fact that I refused to take any more misbehaviour from her has certainly helped our relationship. Don't get me wrong. She's still pretty set in many of her ways. She speaks to some of the neighbours now, although it took a long time for her to concede that Mrs Enfield is anything other than an overweight glutton who has brought all her health issues on herself and whose obesity had in some way contributed to her grandson turning out gay. Come on, girl! He's coming! She has come round. Sort of. I don't think I'll bother keeping this diary anymore. No need, really. I've got everything I ever wanted in life now, so I imagine this could be in danger of becoming a little boring. Maybe I'll go back to pressing flowers again. Iris, your mother's doing the dance. Oh, I would hardly call it a dance, Mr White. I was simply moving my limbs slightly in time with the music. Oh, come on, Mrs H. Look pretty nifty to me. Do it again. Like this. Oh, oh, come what, on, don't put your... What on earth? Leaves in Autumn by Susan Casanova. Directed by Tom Brazier. Produced by Marielle Ranika-Temple. Josephine Chewson as Iris, Hugh Waters as Jerry, Hazel Douglas as Mrs. Harris, Emma Noakes as young Iris, Stephen Alexander as young Jerry, Simon Stanhope as the priest, Catherine Wall as Sarah, and Susan Casanova as the weather reporter. Leaves in Autumn was recorded at Quince Studios and engineered by Matt Waters. Visit www.wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more free audio downloads.